everyone. Welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 235, recorded on August 17th, 2021. Uh, my name is Steve, but of course I am not alone. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Greg couldn't make it tonight, uh, but I have also I do have Barry, so it's just not just me <laughs> talking to you by myself tonight. Uh, Barry, how you doing? I'm good. Been been a very busy week or busy two weeks, I should say, but uh, happy to be here. You know, talking yeah. more video games. Absolutely, yeah. Barry and I uh, were talking just uh, was it yesterday. Yeah, I talked about getting ready for the podcast, and uh, we we both read a book this last you know couple weeks. So that's been getting, <laughs> <laughs> getting world outside of video games. <laughs> What? This, there's a world outside of video games. I know. What is this blasphemous stuff you're talking about? Oh, I know, I know. That's what, that's what happened when Greg's not here to keep us on task. We do things <laughs> other than video games. Uh, <laughs> but we're going to be talking a lot about the Indie World Showcase that happened uh, just last week. We're also talking about the All Access event that happened back on August 6th. Uh, we have some other headlines that we'll run through. Got some numbers from Nintendo and what's been selling recently. Uh, spoiler alert, um, they're still doing really well as as a company. <laughs> really, really well. Uh, Pokemon's got an event coming up soon. We'll talk about that. And Fortnite is... Uh, of course, uh, going to be competing with yet another game outside of its uh, normal um, FPS uh, genre. We'll get into all that tonight and discuss it all, but we are not alone. Even though Greg's not here, we do have a third member of the chat room. Collectively, you guys are uh, there today to talk to us all about what you have been playing, but also uh, what do you think about all the, the different stories that we're talking about? So if you're joining us live, you're in the chat room, let us know what you think about all the stories that we talk about. We would love to hear that. Uh, while you're at it, just go ahead and throw in there what you've been playing recently. We would love to to hear you guys talk uh, and see what you guys are, are, are talking are, uh, playing recently. Sorry, I'm I'm reading some comments right now, and I just saw my name there. Uh, Jakester says, if it was just me, it would <laughs> wouldn't it be a rant and not a podcast? Maybe depends on what I want to talk about. I guess uh, we could just talk a Rocket League for uh, for an hour straight. That would work. Um, but uh, yeah, if you guys are new, if you haven't done so yet, please. Be sure to subscribe. Please be sure to hit that bell uh, here on YouTube. Hit the like button. Uh, hit the share buttons to share it with other gamers that you know would enjoy this kind of content. Also, if you have not followed us on social media, please do so. We're at Nintendo Fuse on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And also, we have our Discord. Uh, link is on the screen, but also in the show notes and the podcast. Uh, the show no podcast show notes, but also the YouTube description. And we would love to have you guys uh, join in the conversation uh, in between the episodes. Speaking of which, uh, just a quick programming uh, note right up front front. Uh, normally we do this podcast every other week. Uh, we are going to be skipping uh, to two weeks. So the next episode is going to be recorded live on September 7th. So if you have not joined us live, we'd love to have you join us live. September 7th is our next recording date after this one. Uh, Barry, what have you been up to lately? What have you been playing? <laughs> yeah, uh, quite a lot on my list, uh, which usually is the case, uh, mainly because of the other jobs I do. Uh, but I am still doing very minimal Animal Crossing. Uh, just logged in, pretty much ordered the seasonal items that they added, and then promptly logged out. Nice. Uh, went back to Smash Brothers. They had a special uh, spirit event with Mario Golf spirits added, so I had to go and get those. 
they also had a special Tetris 99 Maximus Cup for Skyward Sword. So I actually booted that up and did my uh, 100 points to get the theme. Uh, a lot of tough Tetris players, man. I'm not that good in comparison. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for uh, for the playcast that I'm on, uh, we did do uh, a couple games. And uh, one of them, actually, I, I don't even remember what the last one we played was. It's, it's uh, that oh, oh huh? wait, 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 break. Wave break was the last one we pl- I played. That I, I talked about it last time. That's why. That's true. Uh, wave break was uh, it's a it's a jet ski or a boat. Really, it's not a jet ski. It's a boat. Tony Hawk uh, game. It's it's right. really weird. Very influenced by Weezer. Um, there's like a Weezer level. Um, you could you could watch the playcast for my entire thoughts on it. But it it has is, huge ambitions. Is there a sweater? Uh, no, no, oh. but it lacks power. Actually, there is. You can you can get different outfits for your your bear. Okay. Um, it is. Uh, see, that's how that's how memorable it was. I, I forgot about <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, it uh, it is not the greatest of games, but it is certainly uh, something unique. Uh, also played uh, Trigger Witch, which we'll be doing a review of next podcast episode. Uh, it, that is just a really really cool uh, Link to the Past style twin stick shooter. Um, way better than I thought. Maybe my biggest surprise this year thus far. Mm-hmm. Uh, played a game called Glyph, um, which is a, a like a, almost like Marble Madness slash Monkey Ball uh, with 3D platforming elements. Uh, really interesting title. Also played some Smelter. Smelter is a 2D 16-bit um, action platformer similar to like Mega Man X style uh, with real-time strategy uh, gameplay. So kind of almost like Act Razor. Uh, played a little Mighty Fight Federation. It is a uh, almost like a, a wannabe Power Stone. Uh, it is uh, these little polish, but it's cool because it does have some guest characters, including Toe Jam and Earl and Ukulele, yes. <laughs> which is really interesting to see. You know, characters like that just come together. Uh, and the last thing I did on the Switch was a uh, started with a demo, which was Shadowverse Champions Battle, which translated to me continuing in the full game, and I'll talk more about that in a little bit. Uh, On the PS4 side, I'm still doing Neo The World Ends With You, and I am almost done. (laughs) I'm on the the final few days, and I will say this game blows, just blows the first out of the water. At least, definitely the Switch port. Um, Maybe the DS version as well. It's really well done. Having way more fun with this game than I thought I would. Uh, Just just a blast. And uh, PC, still doing some Final Fantasy XIV, and on the mobile side, still chugging along in Dragalia Lost and Mario Kart Tour. Cool, cool. Um, let me go to the chat room and see what everybody's been up to here. Uh, looks like uh, Jakester's been playing Xenoblade, hit the 100-hour mark, and uh, is at the, at the end game right now, uh, Dragon Quest XI and Fate Grand Order. And uh, he unfortunately missed the Tetris event. Uh, and uh, VG Mobster is just uh, really excited for, for the Cyberfunk bomb rush. So, um, and uh, just like Jet Set Radio, I forget about Jet Set Radio. It's a, it's a great it's game. Such a good franchise. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, Jakester says he also plays uh, Monster Hunter, played Monster Hunter Stories 2 demo, and uh, really wants the full game for Christmas. I've heard that the uh, online. Is it for that for that particular game? Is like super smooth, or is it a, one I, of the other Monster Hunter I games? I haven't done it online, so I can't say. 
but I, I know how Jakester feels because I did that demo, uh, just like unsure whether or not I would play the game, and I wound up playing and completing the game. Uh, it is definitely an awesome game, and uh, try out that demo for sure. Nice, nice. Uh, before I get into what I've been playing, uh, Greg did uh, list what he's been playing in our in our show notes. So uh, he said he's been playing Pokemon Unite, uh, Trigger Witch, which uh, you oh, yeah. and you and him will be talking about uh, next time, and uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and Fire Emblem Heroes. See, well. I've been so busy, I forgot to list Pokemon Unite because I've been playing that every day too. <laughs> That's such a weird in- experience for me because I I planned on playing it a lot. And I haven't touched Never it. Never accepted my friend request. Because <laughs> I haven't turned it on. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I actually ended up uh, traveling some uh, this last week. And I thought I was going to be uh, playing some more video games. I ended up, like I said earlier, like I read more. Um, specifically, I've been reading a lot more comics lately. So um, going back to some classic X-Men and reading through that and watching the yield, uh, the, the cartoon as well. And, um, just read the entire dark Phoenix story or uh, dark Phoenix saga and everything. And so, nice. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, which leads me to my only video game that I played over this last week. And, uh, I'll give you two guesses. You only need one to guess what it was. Uh, it was rocket league. Um, oh, but... <laughs> I was going to guess Barbie's horse parade. Uh, that's, that's, that's on my backlog. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, season four came out of, of rocket league. And so I've been playing that, uh, I haven't done my placement matches yet, but, uh, ended last season, uh, pretty, pretty right in the middle of diamond rank. Um, and so those of you guys that have been hearing me talk about, uh, rocket league for a while um you know that like i've actually been progressing and and getting better i hope to maybe be able to hit champ uh champion level this this year uh this season i don't know if it's gonna happen or not um but that's that's my goal so keep ranking up pretty much with every the last several seasons rank up uh a a good couple uh ranks in there so um that's been fun it's like a, a whole uh like wild west sort of theme this time so it's kind of a interesting uh idea i guess they went with but it's it's cool um they got a new new uh uh arena that you can play in and also um a couple new uh options for tournaments which a lot of people were asking for as well so now not just three on three tournaments but you can do two on two tournaments and i think there's a um, couple other options as well so Kind of expanding the game a little bit, and uh, Epic is is finally you know coming along Psionics and and making the game a little better. Um, but uh, there's still a lot of things that people are asking for. But we'll see how how that goes over time. Um, Jared also in the chat says he's been playing Ace Attorney Chronicles, uh, Pokemon Unite, Pokemon Go, Mario Run, and Mario Kart. So awesome. Uh, and I think that's pretty much, oh, I wanted to show you guys, I, I forgot to actually grab them. Uh, if you do follow me on, uh, TikTok, you could actually see this video, but I'm just going to show it here. I got these, uh, these, uh, mini custom figurines of Mario, Luigi, Peach, Yoshi, uh, uh, Link and Zelda over the week over last weekend um so they're pretty awesome they're uh, a company called brickheads or no starting at brickheads brick bunch brick bunch and uh you can check them out and order your own and everything but they're they're pretty awesome uh 
And uh, they have a bunch of different characters, like thousands of different characters you can choose from, but that's the, the Nintendo characters. So it was pretty awesome. And they're like five bucks a piece, so you can get your own. And uh, so yeah, my my collection behind me that you can't really see right now is is growing. Not only am I now addicted to uh, Hot Wheels, apparently now I'm getting a bunch of minifigurines. The good thing is they're only this big, so they don't take up <laughs> nearly as much space as Amiibo and all those other things. So. Just you wait. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they deceptively get you. Like, oh, this isn't going to take up that much space. And the next thing you know, you have boxes upon boxes of these. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably going to happen. But like I said, they're only that big. So, which is also the case. Like, I'm like, oh, I can get five or six each time instead of just picking up one. And yeah, the next thing I know, they have lots of my money and uh, I'm running out of space because I have many figures everywhere. But uh, yeah, um, they're not a sponsor of this podcast. I wish they were. Maybe I can actually get them uh, at some point, but Brick Bunch. And they're actually uh, based out of where I live. Um, they don't have a brick and mortar store. They only sell online. Um, but they they are um, <laughs> from the town I live in, which is uh, funny enough. So um, yeah, so uh, let's see. <laughs> yeah, so you have to ship it unless you... You just buy it. Yeah, I guess. I don't, I don't know if I can even go pick them up. I don't know. That's <laughs> go right. find an office and knock on the door. Right. I'd like to pick up. <laughs> I think it's just up someone's house. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, VG Monster says uh, he wants to Legoland. I One of these days, I'm going to go to Legoland. Uh, I've been to like some of the big uh, Lego stores, uh, which are pretty awesome, but I've never actually been to like the real Legoland. So one of these days. Have you ever been? I have not been to Legoland. Uh, I, it's one of those things where it looks great. My wife and I both absolutely love Legos, and we've thought about it. It might be something we do when we you know, have kids and decide to take them there, or we might just on the spur of the moment go do it. I think it's, we probably would have done it already had COVID not happened, and I will definitely say, like most people, COVID has <laughs> changed a lot of our plans. So right now it's like, do we really need to go out there? No, we're, we're good. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense Good for right sure. <laughs> well, cool. Barry, I'm going to toss it over to you. You get a little game that you can uh, review for us called uh, Shadowverse Champions Battle. So uh, take it away. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Shadowverse Champions Battle is one of those games that I actually didn't have on my radar at all. It was one of those things where uh, I didn't even realize it was available for pre-order. And as a full set collector, it's like, how'd you miss a game to pre-order? And I just happened to be, you know, add something to my card on Amazon. I was like, something else you might like. And I was like, oh, there it is. Uh, it's an Xseed game. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll get this. And uh, then someone on Twitter actually posted some screenshots from the demo. And I was like, wait a second. This looks like Magic the Gathering. And I loved Magic the Gathering growing up. Uh, so I was like, okay, I... Uh, I want to try this. And this is one of my favorite type of demos. It's the demo where the, the, whatever you do in the demo carries over to the main game. Uh, more and more demos need to do this. It's fantastic. Uh, so this demo actually takes you through the entire first chapter and I'm going to say about 80% of the way through the second chapter. And the game itself is far better than I ever expected it to be. I, I didn't really know what to expect. Um, it is a RPG but instead of you know turn-based combat, you play Magic the Gathering style battles. And the battles themselves <clears throat> are, it's like a hybrid Magic the Gathering. So it's a card game, you build your decks. The cool thing is when you, uh, you know, battle somebody, 
for the first time, they actually give you their a copy of their deck, but you you don't get the cards. You have to have to find the cards. So if you've ever like you know fought against somebody in a game or, or even played a real life card game and someone's like oh wow they, their deck stomped me you know i'd really love to to build something similar you actually get their entire deck and then you get to mix and match and, and edit it however you want which is really cool um the combat is fast it's fluid um the animations are really well done the story so far i mean it, it's a it's a definitely a a young adult story like you know on the more juvenile side it's not you know, at least at this point, it's not like the world is at stake kind of deal. It's just, you know, kids trying to enjoy the game. But but I'm still early. Uh, who knows? You know, these game of games, you might very well get the world is ending and a card battle will, will save the day. I mean, it happened in like Yu-Gi-Oh! So why not? Um, like I said, the it's it's a lot to it, but they explain everything really well. Every card you can bring up what it does and it gives you reminders of, of all the different moves that, that it can do. And it's just addicting. Like just collecting the cards and building decks and, you know, going to terminals and you open up packs. And right now there's only a, a classic style pack, but I really believe there's more packs. Uh, at least I hope there are just to expand like expansion packs. And uh, I will say that at least I'm, I'm playing docked. I haven't played handheld, um, but I will say that the frame rate does suffer, um, not during the actual card games, but it does suffer uh, like running around the 3D environment sometimes. Um, which is a little bit unfortunate, but it's it's minor. There are quests too. There are side quests. So in addition to the main story, there are side quests to do, which reward you with cards and money. There's also a persona-like uh, bonding system where you can get closer to all your different teammates that are part of the club with you and, and even your rivals and get to know them and, and they reward you and see their own personal stories. And all of this is optional. You don't have to do any of it, which is fantastic because it lets you get more immersed into the world uh, if you choose to. And, and this is one of those titles that I going in, I'm like, I'm just going to, you know, mess around with it. And it's actually taken my attention away from games that I've really been looking forward to playing because this just came out of nowhere. And I'm finding myself wanting to play it like every day. And as someone who grew up with magic, uh, at least, you know, in, in my uh, middle school years and up, it was one of those things where I used to, my weekends, I used to play with my friends. I used to go to, you know, magic shop and, and play the magic game. And now, of course, it's so expensive. Like getting into magic, it's expensive. And, and definitely playing with the older cards, it's even more expensive. So this is great because you can play online, um, which I haven't tested yet. But you can play online. Uh, you could also play locally as well as, you know, against the computer. There's tons of different opponents. And they are challenging. Uh, there are definitely some challenging opponents that took me like 15 tries to, to beat them. Um, it's developed by Psy Games, which uh, as a Dragalia Lost fan, it was like cool because I'm like, oh, you, you also do Dragalia Lost. Uh, and again, published by Exceed. And uh, I think this is, if you enjoy card games, if you enjoy Yu-Gi-Oh!, if you enjoy Pokemon card games, if you enjoy Magic the Gathering, if you played other games like Evo Land and enjoyed the card game or the Trails of Cold Steel uh, and enjoyed the card game, like you deserve to try this, like absolutely. And because there's a demo, I highly recommend everyone just download the demo and give it a shot because if you like it you carry over um the data which is fantastic and if you don't like it you know you wasted a little bit of your time but uh it is truly awesome and i and i really do highly recommend shadowverse champions battle for the switch nice nice jakester was wondering there at the end so yeah shadowverse champions 
Uh, yeah, that's cool that you have a free demo. Again, we've talked about this so many times. I, I wish more and more companies and, and more and more actually have. Like we're seeing a lot more demos and and uh, a lot more games that Nintendo is actually um, putting out some some cool uh, timed demos that you can try for Nintendo, Nintendo uh, online subscribers and stuff too. So um, pretty cool to be able to get your hands on the game and try it out. So definitely check it out. I'm not a huge card game fan. So you, you really yeah. enjoyed uh, enjoyed Magic and all that stuff, huh? I loved it. I love the strategy. I love the fact that there's no two games that are going to be exactly identical. I love how there are certain cards that just work really well together. Uh, you know, like, oh, this card kind of sucks. Oh, but when paired with this one, it's unbelievably powerful. Mm-hmm. And you, you were able to craft that. And you were able to craft your own deck. And even if you had a similar theme, like in Magic, you might have had a, a land destruction or a card discard or direct damage or counter deck or you know an elf deck or whatever you decided to do um you absolutely had a different spin so if i had a land destruction deck and you had a land destruction deck they were different we used some different cards you of course had staple cards that were like necessary but i like that it let you do that and like magic has five colors uh which is standard this game instead what it does is it uses crafts so instead of five um, is actually eight. There's eight different crafts. There's like sword craft, there's dragon craft, there's forest craft, etc. And they each have cards that are specific to them. And you can't build anything other than like a, a, you know, if you have a, a like a blood craft deck, you have to have blood craft cards to put into it. There is a ninth one that's neutral that can be put in any deck. So it's really one of those things where you have to figure out which of them you like like to play and then play that, but each tile actually levels up with you. So instead of like leveling up your character, you're leveling up your deck. So there are certain quests, it's like, oh, well, this is a sword, you know, craft uh, deck like class. And like, oh, you want to be part of this club or this niche? You, you need to have, you know, a high enough level in that sword craft. So if you don't, you have to make a sword craft deck and let's start leveling it up. But again, all that is completely optional. And that's what's so cool about it is you you have the freedom to mess around and mm-hmm. and really change the game. And I've I've played against some NPCs that that really surprised me to the point that I'm like, all right, I'm taking your deck and now I want to complete it. And what's cool is you can even put like pins on cards like on a deck. So like if if you and I played and and I beat you and you say, wow, I really want your deck, you could pin it. And then if you go to like a kiosk that's selling cards, if it's selling one of the cards you need to make my deck, it will highlight and say like oh this is one of the ones you need and mm. let you know so you don't have to like write down on a piece of paper or anything uh and again if you open up a pack and you get one of the cards they'll tell you like oh this is one of the cards you needed mm. uh, really cool it also auto sells anything above three because three is the max you can put in a deck so it just auto sells you're not like well i have a hundred of this what it just auto sells it for you oh, um cool. some really really good quality of life stuff and, and definitely worth checking out nice Nice. I think I like the the way I would like to play a card game is digitally, though, because <laughs> the yeah, things that well, like real life is is so like, I don't know. I think when I because, you know, we all the card like those kind of card games came out back when we were in school and everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I have to do so much math homework. I don't want to do math for fun as well. <laughs> um, like figure out you know, how many points this and then you add this in and it modifies this and how many points do I still have left and hit points and all that stuff. And I was like, you know what? Let's Use just dice. let the computer take care of it. <laughs> Use die. D- D20s. But you but... got to like, keep track of everything and yeah. do that. I'm like, eh. No. Well, so, right now it's very expensive better. too. 
And, yeah. and especially, you know, as a kid, if you played Magic like we did, every three, four months or so, there was a new expansion, mm -hmm. which means like we would pool our money together and buy a box and like split it up evenly. And then we would all open our packs and trade cards. And, mm. you know, it, it was expensive, you know, box of cards at the time was, you know, I don't know what it is now, but it was like 70 bucks. Mm. And when you're dealing with, you know, middle school, high school, you know, $70 even split, you know, amongst a couple of people, you know, 25 bucks or whatever. Like that's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, like that you, you don't, you're not working. You don't have disposable income and you tried to tell your parents, Oh, I need this to buy magic cards. They <laughs> right. look at you like, no. <laughs> uh, so it is absolutely one of those things where you don't have to do that with this, which is great because it is digitally. Uh, I would love for a magic style game like this to come to the switch. Magic online uh, would be fantastic. But I also feel like people getting into magic now, it's almost daunting. And there's a reason like the newer tournaments are only the newer sets because, you know, 1993 is when Magic started. You're talking about almost 30 years at this point of cards. Mm. Uh, it, is a, it is huge to get into. Um, there's a lot to it. It's very complicated. This is kind of cool because, like, everybody comes in on the ground level. And apparently this, this has existed before the Shadowverse. I've never heard of it. But it was like one of those things where, hey, I feel like I'm getting in on the ground level. And anybody I play with online or, like, locally or whatever, um, I know that they're on the same level as I am because you know, you haven't been playing for 25 years, you know, you don't have those, the experience of those cards at card advantages. Sure. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to going through, I don't know how many chapters I'm, I'm only in like chapter three, but uh, it's, I've just been having fun doing the side quest and, you know, battling people and just playing the games, like screw the actual story, just having fun playing card games. Nice. Nice. It's an anime too, isn't it? It might be. I mean, the, there's I anime so. cutscenes for sure. Yeah. And it definitely is an anime style a hundred percent. But uh, it's it's got a lot of the the typical voice actors too that you'll see in like Persona and other games. Mm. Uh, a lot of them, you know, come over to this. But it's it's just very honestly well done. And I think if they patch that frame rate, um, it would be a little bit better. But again, that's only when exploring certain areas. And it's it might be a little bit you know distracting. But you're not in that area long enough to worry about it. Mm. And where it really matters, the battles are fluent and they're like everything's fine. So that's really great. Nice, nice. Also, if you play handheld, you can use touch, which I didn't do, but mm. you can actually like touch and swipe or something to play your cards, and which mm. is kind of neat. That is cool. Yeah, I almost feel like that's how I would want to play. Can I have that the best of both worlds? It feels like real life, but it's still all taken care of for me. Well, you have to download the demo and see how you like it. There you go. I, I might check it out. Um, yeah, if you have uh, played Shadowverse, let, let us know um, what you think in the, the comments down below. And uh, some people are already talking in the chat about uh, how your your review has already inspired them to at least get the demo. So it's worth giving a shot. That's what I say. It's free for sure. Yeah. Well, let's get into some of the news. Uh, we got two big topics that we're going to be talking about tonight. Uh, both showcases of some sort. Um, one came from Nintendo themselves showing off some indie uh, games, uh, Indie World Showcase from August 11th, and then August 6th, uh, All uh, Access had an All Access uh, event as well that we've been talking about and kind of leading up to the last couple episodes of the podcast, and that actually happened. Uh, so we're going to be talking about both tonight. We'll take one at a time, and uh, for the uh, for all those details, you can head to NintendoFuse.com for all the, the list of all the games that were shown off uh, from this year's uh, Indie World Showcase. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a night where we're just going to kind of walk through the entire, uh, event, uh, kind of talk about what was shown off at the, uh, at the, the Indie World Showcase this year. There was 19, I believe, 19, uh, games that were shown off. 
And um, yeah, just kind of a, a cool uh, showcase of a bunch of, of different events. And I'm um, just trying to get this uh, video. I just forgot that they uh, they had that opening logo like forever on there. So trying to scrub ahead as we get started You're here tonight. You're supposed to be prepared. Come I on. know. I forgot they had that whole like beginning thing where it just like sits there and then they talk over it and all that stuff. Uh, but we're just going to run through all the games that they showed off. Uh, if you're watching the video version, uh, you can see that uh, we just got that playing here on uh, on our video here on YouTube. Um, if the, if you've never watched the video version of our podcast, um, here's a plug. Hey, you should check out our, our YouTube and, and watch it. Uh, but several games listed. Like I said, we're going to run through all of them, so uh, bear with me, and uh, I'm probably going to mispronounce some stuff, so um, also bear with me on all of that <laughs> as well. So first off, we got Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, which will be hitting uh, in sometime in 2022. Um, That's a graffiti action adventure uh, game, kind of a skateboarding kind of idea um, around All City King. Uh, or that's the, you try to be the all city king. Uh, we also have Toem, or is that just T-O-E-M? I'm not really sure. Um, but coming out in fall 2021. Uh, this is a laid back, hand-drawn adventure game uh, in which you sit on a delightful expedi uh, expedition to use your photogra photographic eye to uncover the mystery mysteries of the Apotamus Toem. Man, they used some difficult words in the uh, in that to read just quickly. Um, but that's coming out in fall 2021. Loop Hero is coming out in winter 2021. Um, and so you're going to be uh, playing, a, instead of playing the hero, you're going to be playing another card-based RPG um, where you're going to craft the world that the hero travels through. Uh, Far Changing Tides comes out in early 2022. Uh, to set sail for a new journey in this atmospheric vehicle adventure um, in a post-apocalyptic uh, universe. So that's far coming out early 2022. Necro Barista Final Pour comes out. Uh, I came out actually on August 11th, so that's already available. And uh, you're going to be serving um, coffee to dead people, I think, is, is the idea of that game. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, Garden Story came out also on August 11th. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you become the guardian of the grove and explore vibrant Island, uh, and inspire its inhabitants. Boyfriend Dungeon also came out on August 11th, and this is a dungeon crawling dating sim. So we've, we've actually talked about this on a previous podcast, um, but, uh, that came out, came out on August 11th. Axiom Verge 2 also came out on August 11th. Uh, this is a prequel to the original Axiom Verge. Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon, uh, which is a new Shovel Knight game, came uh, is going to come out on in sometime in the winter of 2021. Uh, and this is uh, Puzzle Knight is actually your guide to fight foes and recover relics and uh, battle bosses. So uh, kind of takes the version of a, a puzzle adventure. Um, and uh, I, I'm guessing it, since it's Pocket Dungeon, maybe it's also going to be a mobile game as well. Um, but uh, coming out to Switch in winter 2021. Uh, Islanders console edition, uh, come, came out on August 11th, and this is a relaxing procedurally generated strategy game. Metal Slug Tactics, uh, comes out sometime in 2022, and this is, uh, basically your Metal Slug game, but it's, uh, kind of a little, a fresh take on, on the game for sure, and, uh, got some combat mechanics and roguelike elements in the mix as well. Uh, Tetris Effects, which is a game that a lot of people have been playing many uh, for the, like the last 
year or so, especially in VR, is coming out uh, in the form of Tetris Effect Connected. Um, and that's coming out on October 8th uh, to the Switch. And it comes with some extra modes like Zone Battle Mode uh, and some Cooperative Connected Mode options as well. Astroneer comes out in January 2022. You're going to be exploring and reshaping distant worlds uh, and set in the 25th century. Uh, so that's going to be interesting, I'm sure. 100 Days comes out sometime in winter 2021. So uh, in this game, you're going to be con taking complete control of a winery. In, in this game. So that's going to be interesting as well. Uh, Slime Rancher Portable Edition, or sorry, Plortable Edition, uh, came out on August 11th uh, as well. And uh, you're going to be uh, following the tale of Bet Beatrix Lebeau uh, as a plunky young rancher. Um, and uh, you're going to go on uh, adventure with him, kind of wrangling slimes. Uh, Lumber sorry, Lumber Jack, uh, comes out sometime in 2022. Uh, Jack is a humble bear and uh, with simple dream to return nature to its former glory. And you get to, to help him in that adventure sometime in 2022. Curious Expedition 2 comes out, uh, came out on August 11th, uh, where you'll discover a turn-based narrative roguelike. And then uh, Gang Beasts, comes out sometime in the fall 2022, or sorry, 2021, not too far away. Uh, this is a multiplayer party game with uh, a lot of different crazy characters and slapstick fight sequences. And then finally, Eastward is going to be coming out on September 16th. And this is a beautifully detailed post-apocalyptic world and an action-adventure RPG with puzzle-solving elements as well, and also some dungeon-crawling elements. Barry, that was a lot. 19 games that they showed off. What stood out to you? I am done talking for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was a... Honestly, first off, I think this was a phenomenal indie world. Uh, there was a lot of shadow drops, which was really cool. I love to see that because it's just like, oh my God, this never even heard about this or oh, I forgot about this. And, oh, wow, it's today. Oh my God. Um, but I also think they brought a lot of you know, oomph. You know, sometimes you get these indie worlds and it's like, oh, this game kind of looks cool. I'll wait for reviews. But I think it was a lot of these that just really sold. And right away, it started with Bomb Rush, Cyberfunk. Uh, loved Jet Set Radio and Jet Set Radio Future. Uh, have not, you know, had a new game for forever now. So I was like, oh, this looks great. This looks exactly what I've been waiting for. Uh, super excited about this. Uh, then, then uh, Far Changing Tides looks really cool. Uh, I have the first game, but I never played it. Um, but this looks like it has, you know, some really neat ideas. And I love post-apocalyptic universes because everyone has a different idea of what the end of the world's going to look like. And uh, some are not too far off. Uh, <laughs> Necro Barista looks pretty cool, too. Uh, it kind of reminds me of... Uh, was it Valhalla, hmm. where you're uh, you're like a bartender? Mm -hmm. uh, that kind of thing is really cool. Garden Story, I've seen so much for. Um, it still doesn't grip me, but I know a lot of people are excited about it. Boyfriend Dungeon, on the other hand, looks <laughs> looks hilarious, and it's gotten mixed reviews. But it just, I think it looks hilarious. I love the concept. I love just the idea of just being like an 
hack and slash dungeon crawler where you've mixed dating sim where you can date your, your weapons. And the weird thing is, is they're not all boys. Um, there are girl weapons, and apparently one of them's a cat. Uh, so I don't know how that happens, but yeah, that's a thing. Uh, Axiom Verge 2 looks phenomenal. I absolutely loved the first one. Uh, I will wait for the physical to play the second one. But uh, yeah, uh, I've, heard, I've seen people posting, you know, they've been playing it on Twitter, and it seems to be really awesome. Uh, Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon, I'm with you. It kind of kind of has that mobile feel, but it also, you know what, it reminds me of Wario's Woods. Mm. And uh, yeah. that that is a puzzle game from Nintendo that I feel is often forgotten about, but I really enjoyed it as a kid, you know, but like going back and playing it like when Animal Crossing came out, I'm like, oh, I could go back and play Warriors Woods. I loved that game. Uh, a lot of the, the love of it disappeared. I was like, oh, yeah, this game could be a real pain in the butt. <laughs> but it's still a novel concept of having a character in the field, uh, which, you know, didn't really do anything before. Uh, while I'm not a huge tactical person, I'm sure that Greg would be all over this if he was here. Metal Slug Tactics, uh, when that was announced, I was like, this should be on Switch. Like, absolutely. So I'm happy to see it finally coming over because I think it was first announced for mobile only. So I'm like, this should be on Switch. So I'm glad to see it. Tetris Effect, I've heard amazing things about, especially in VR. It kind of makes sense for Tetris to be on Nintendo anyways. It's kind of where it's all started. So mm. to see this come over... Uh, it's fantastic. Is there no Tetris game? No, there's the there's the Puyo Puyo Tetris, I guess, on Switch. Tetris is that 99. Well, I mean, oh yeah, I guess they added the the single player. They now. added single player stuff. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. So okay, so you could and still Puyo play Puyo Puyo without, Tetris one yeah. and two. Yeah, but now there's a new version of Tetris, which is just great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, what else? Slime Rancher. Uh, I'm not a big first person shooter, but it looks looks hilarious nothing that i would play but i know a lot of people are really excited for it uh gang beasts as well it just doesn't do anything for me but <laughs> i know some people really like it so you know that's awesome that it's there and and just overall i think that this was just a really cool eastward looks good too mm-hmm. um i get another post-apocalyptic world because right. that's just seems to be the theme but uh you know action adventure rpgs uh, i'm always for so Overall, I think this was a fantastic indie world and came out of nowhere, which is mm-hmm. great, which means maybe we'll have a direct soon. That's maybe. true. Yeah, being able to get the the indies not like out of the way, but you know, spend their their separate time on them uh, for a separate event, and then yeah, maybe jump into uh, uh, Nintendo Direct soon, um, or maybe we'll go, you know, two years before the next one, just like the last one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think, uh, this one was, I think it's been very similar. They've had a, a very, uh, a great, uh, range of games over the last several indie showcases. And, and that's cool for a few different reasons. But I think the weird thing is that people will look at that and go, well, I didn't like half the games, so it wasn't good. Um, and so I, I'm hopefully going to be like stand here and say like, or sit here and say that like, I didn't like half the games either, but that doesn't mean it was a bad thing. It just means that there's a lot of different types of games uh, that are coming out and it's great because they're all different, different genres, different play styles, different uh, ways that in these indie developers are just exploring different ways to, to, to have fun. And uh, some of these things are going to appeal to some people and some are not going to appeal to, to others. Um, for me, absolutely. Bomb Rush Cyberpunk looks crazy. I don't know if I'll play it or not, but it looks crazy. Uh, but the first one that definitely, like, I'm like, oh, 
I, I need to make sure I get that one was far changing tides. Um, I didn't realize that it's, there's a series is how many games are in this series? Uh, this is only the second one. Oh, the second oh, one. Okay. One. Okay. So I haven't, it's not like I've missed out on a whole bunch of stuff yet. No, no. But I think the, the cool thing was, yeah, it, it looks really pretty as well. And, um, like you said, the, it's, it's funny how everybody's opinion of a post post apocalyptic world, uh, looks different. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I've, I've, Definitely gonna be checking that one out in early 2022. Um, a couple of the other ones, like <laughs> that, like Necro Barista, looked interesting to you. It looked dumb to me. So uh, <laughs> to each his own. Um, and uh, Boyfriend Dungeon also, I'm <laughs> like not my thing. Um, Axiom Verge is, I don't. I think we've talked about this before because we knew it was coming out. Um, but uh, I still need to go back and play the original. I so think good. I may have it downloaded on two different device because it it was out for like was it 3ds and wii u or something i don't yeah. know yeah wii, wii u and switch and switch and so i'm pretty sure i have it on on wii u i may also have it on switch or something else if they gave it away free on xbox or ps4 and i still haven't had it i'm pretty sure or played it um so i want to i want to play both of them uh for sure um i I mentioned this earlier, Shovel Knight. I, I'm on the fence. I need to look more into it and and see how it's gonna go. I don't I don't quite know uh, if I'll enjoy it or not. I loved the original Shovel Knight. I usually like puzzle games, but I don't know this this one. I need to look more into. Um, but like you said, if it's like Warrior Woods, I I barely played Warrior Woods. Um, as I think a lot of people barely did because it was like the last NES game that came out, right? Yep. So, last. but it was also on Super Nintendo too. Okay. So, um, yeah, it's, I, I may have that game on one of the virtual consoles or something like that at some time too. I need to go back and actually like check out my old systems and see what I have to play. Um, <laughs> Tetris but that would require you actually playing a video game. <laughs> That's right. Instead <laughs> of just reading comic books and watching old <laughs> cartoons instead. Uh, and I play Rocket League. Um, <laughs> Tetris effect is, I, I think like you said, it like it makes sense to have a Tetris game. I love that they've adding different modes, um, like the ability to do cooperative play and and be able to cross uh, cross platform play and everything. Um, but I feel like Tetris Effect, like the reason why it's so cool, is because of the virtual reality experience. I don't know if it's going to be as cool when you don't have it in VR. Like you might as well just like play the other. Uh, you know, Tetris games at that point, because I feel like that's, that's part of the, uh, that version of Tetris uh, is just the, that immersive experience that you like have in VR. So I don't know. I feel like they may have just, I, I get why they want to be cross platform and everything. So that makes sense. So why they would brand it like that. But I almost feel like they, they should have just branded as a completely different game, which I guess it kind of is, but it's it's like a pseudo different. I don't know. I'm gonna stop talking. Uh, <laughs> but um, but the rest of the games, uh, other than Eastward, Eastward seems cool. I need to I need to look into it more and figure out like how much time I would have to sink into it because you know RPGs. But it's an action RPG, uh, which I do like more, and I feel like it. You know, those games usually uh, keep keep it moving a lot more and everything. So those are those fit in a little bit more to my schedule. So I don't know. I overall like there like I said there was about half of the games that I was like these are really cool the other half like not for me but but that doesn't mean it was a bad event at all 
Um, I love that we're still seeing all these different types of, of games come out. Um, yeah, anything else, Barry, before we wrap up our Indie World Showcase? Yeah, I was going to say, I think a lot of people re- need to realize whenever you're dealing with an event that y- every game may not be for you, which is fine. If it's not for you, it's for somebody. And you should be happy for those other people. You don't have to play these games. But just know, like, a direct could be good even if there's nothing for you. It just may not fit your needs or your taste this time. And who knows, there could be a surprise in there that you could fall in love with. Uh, I was in a, in a group we were while this was going on, and like, like everything announced. It was like people were like, oh, my God, this and this. And like people were just super excited. And like I was feeding off that energy, even, even stuff that like I expected, like Metal, Metal Slug Tactics. Like I expected that to be on the Switch after it was announced as iOS only or, or mobile only. Like, I'm not a tactics guy, Greg is, but like to see these people like, oh my God, Metal Slug Tactics is coming. Oh, I was hoping this would be, oh, this is fantastic. Like it was like infectious. I was like so happy for them. Like, even though I'm not going to play this game, I love the original Metal Slugs, but like, I'm so happy for you that this is now available. And I, I wish if everybody took that type of attitude, I think it would be better overall. Mm-hmm. but more people are thinking me, 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 or oh, there's nothing here for me. Therefore it's bad. Like, no, it's stuff for other people. You know, think about other people. Uh, gaming is a community, <laughs> you know, besides who has the time to play every game they want to play. I'm sorry. There's nobody, nobody has the time to play every game they want to play. So even if, even if everything in this indie showcase was absolutely, I have to play this at launch, you're not going to have the time to play it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true <laughs> it's funny even like the you know the as we're going through and all listing all the games that were interesting i'm wondering like mm, i may play half of those or even less because yeah there's there's only so much time <laughs> oh well cool well let's uh we uh not only had the indie world showcase um, which we'd love to know what your thoughts are as well. Um, let us know in the comments. Um, I'm just going to go quickly through uh, the, the chat room uh, before we move on. And uh, Jake, Jakester didn't know Wario Woods existed? <gasps> no, apparently not. Wow. Well, he, now he's got some more homework on top of Xenoblade. Um, <laughs> yeah, but see, he's actually doing his Xenoblade homework and enjoying it, unlike you. I, I enjoyed uh, Torna. Well, no. Yeah, I'm not saying you're not enjoying it. I'm saying you're just not playing it at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't own it. So that <laughs> I do uh I, I need to get back to Xenoblade X, but I'm if I'm gonna get back to any game, I need to need to finish up uh Hyrule Warriors because it was like I'm almost or wait, did I beat that? I did beat it. Ha! I beat it. I was I've been so used to not beating it and I did beat it quite like a month ago. Well, um, what other games do I? Oh, I need to get back to those Star Wars games. That's what I was wanting to do. <laughs> yes, good games. <laughs> yes, I uh, also said that Metal uh, Metal Slug looks cool, but he doesn't know anything about the franchise. Man, Jakester don't know anything about Wario Woods or Metal Slug. Ugh, that's rough. That's rough. <laughs> He's gonna be young again. calling me out. I'm calling him about him back <laughs> out. There we go. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, it wasn't just the Indie World Showcase. Uh, we also had a, another event. Uh, Axis had a, a full event uh, where they showed off, uh, what was it, 11 games um, in yeah, this event uh, back on August 6th. So uh, yeah, Barry, uh, tell us about 
the Axis event and uh, what they showed off there. Yeah, so uh, Axis did something on their Twitter. Uh, no, it's on their Twitch, sorry, on their Twitch called All Axis, where they showed off a bunch of games, uh, like briefly, like just the trailers for them. And then they uh, had a host who would play each of the games. And it went on for, for a good chunk of time. Uh, I mainly just stayed for the uh, original uh, airing of the trailers to see what they did. And Axis is one of those companies that they have a, a unique style to their games, but they also really love the Switch, which is great, because they were also like really in love with uh, the Vita, and now they're bringing like everything to the Switch, which is great. Love to see the support. Uh, so from the, what they did have, um, they're big Atome makers, which are like not their visual novels, but they're also like dating visual novels. Uh, so if you're not into that, uh, unfortunately, some of these won't interest you. But they uh, had a couple of those. Uh, Lover Pretend, Paradigm, uh, Paradox, Kimi wa Yukima ni Kongao. I bet you I butchered that. The, that English title is not out yet. Better than anything and, I could have guessed. <laughs> and uh, Piafori uh, Episido 1926, which is actually a sequel to it, one that hit... Uh, earlier this year, last year for the Switch. Uh, but then they had some other games too. They had like Rico London, which is a a first-person shooter where you're like kicking the door down and just, you know, it seems like over the top, which is just really cool to see. Uh, definitely totally different than some of the other stuff they were showing, but shows that they, they have a wide range of, uh, <laughs> of titles. Uh, they have Olympia Sore, uh, which is another type of visual novel uh, Undernaught's Labyrinth of Yomi, which is like a, a first-person dungeon-crawling RPG that that really takes me back to, like, um, Eye of the Beholder and the old Advanced Dungeons & Dragons games for the PC. Uh, looks really cool, has this really unique uh, style to it. Uh, I really, really like what they're going with it. And while I haven't played those RPGs in a while... Uh, this one might bring me back into it, which is just really cool. Uh, they had uh, Daroku, Agents of Sakurantani. Uh, this one appears to be also another visual novel, but one thing with the, a lot of these titles is the art is phenomenal. Like, even if you're like, I don't really like visual novels, just look at the art of some of these games. Mm -hmm. uh, just, just gorgeous art. Uh, they opened with uh, Pups and Purrs Animal Hospital, uh, which uh, is a veterinarian game, uh, definitely targeted towards younger audiences. But, you know, it's one of those that I can definitely see, you know, parents playing with their kids. And especially, you know, a lot of kids, they do, maybe they have a family pet and they want to become a veterinarian. Um, this could help. I know that, you know, you know some, some of those have, have been very big before on Nintendo platforms, so why not? Uh, Variable Barricade, which seemed to be like a big popular title, another... Uh, visual novel style game but but a lot of people have been hyping it up and i'm not sure totally like all the ins and outs of this but the again the art just it pulls me in so i'm i'm a visual novel fan uh sometimes i always just go in blind just be like i have no idea what i'm getting into let's see if it hooks me or if it doesn't uh and then they had blazing strike which was an arcade fighter and i was like wait again this this kind of doesn't fit mm -hmm. but it's really cool that they they're pulling out all these other genres uh, what I would have loved to have seen Axis do is bring over Tokyo Xanadu EX Plus from Falcom onto the Switch, but unfortunately that was missing. But they did show off, uh, and a lot of these games are on other platforms, but a lot of them are Switch exclusive. 
and uh, every title they showed off was for the Switch, which was really cool. Um, I don't know. Did you get a chance to watch any of this at all, Steve? Yeah, I watched some of it, and um, yeah, like like you said, like most of them are, are visual novel kind of stuff uh, and everything, and that's not my thing. Um, but also, like you said, like the the graphics, the 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 elements, like it's amazing, um, and and almost. It almost pulls me in and want, I almost want to try one of them just because I want to look at it more, <laughs> which is like yeah. weird, but it's the art is just amazing in it. And I think that's what I've always really enjoyed from a lot, pretty much all of Axis games is they are all beautiful. Like they're just really pretty games uh, to look at. And and that's the case, even even like uh, Rico London uh, and, and the uh, Blazing Strike, um, are you know not the visual novels but they still look really cool like they have a they're a way of being able to get like the best visuals out of of uh, a system and those are the two games that the the ones that weren't visual novels are <laughs> are the ones that stood out to me um i'm huge usually not a big uh fps uh fan but uh but rico london just looked so much different that it goes okay i i could i think this would be fun to play and uh and like you said it's like it's just so it's out there um and uh it's just it's different um it's not like your you know traditional cod or anything like that so i think it would be a game that i i think i would really enjoy and uh i'm a huge fan of of classic um uh, side side scrolling or 2d uh fighter game fighting games especially arcade uh games and so yeah it's I love, uh, you know, that kind of style. Street Fighter was my big thing. I played a lot of Tekken as well. Um, played some Mortal Kombat and some other games uh, over the years. But uh, yeah, I'd love to uh, definitely give Blazing Strike uh, a chance. Um, and and uh, they even, you know, refer to it's kind of like a Capcom on SNK game. So it's like, okay, that's that's really cool because I love the those those kind of styles as well, like Marvel versus Capcom and Capcom versus SNK. And those those were really cool to have those kind of crossovers. But I also love the the way they brought in the different characters and the art style and just it just has this nostalgia. I guess behind it, and uh, so it's fun, but also nostalgia together. Uh, yeah, you've got me looking at that game for sure. Yeah, they Axis does a lot of they're a lot of Japanese centric uh, with a, with their uh, their titles that they publish and that they put out. Uh, and I prefer Japanese style games versus the the West. And uh, like I I haven't really gotten into a lot of their visual novels. I did try. Uh, color X or Cross Malice, uh, which which is really interesting premise. I it, to me it was just a little bit on the slow side, but it was really interesting, and I I wanted to go back to it. I just never got a chance to. Um, but like I said, they they do have some really unique titles in their catalog, and I'm hoping they continue because they were they were a big darling on the Vita. <clears throat> they supported the Vita very heavily, and they're sort of bringing a lot of those titles to the to the Switch and, and titles that would have been on the Vita to now go into the Switch. And that's great because, like I said, it may not be your style of game, but it's great to have all these different genres on the platform. That's what makes it so incredible is when you have a diverse library. And you never know. You know, there I wasn't a big visual novel person uh, until I did Zero Escape. And then, then I went to that Steinsgate, which Steinsgate, I'll tell you, as a visual novel, is slow. 
In fact, I almost quit it a couple times. And looking back now, that was one of the best visual novels I ever read. Hmm. And it is a f- fantastic story. And you could always just watch the anime. But there are some really great visual novels that will pull you in. And uh, it's it's something where if if you're not sure if you would like it, there's some that have more interactivity that might be more your style versus mm-hmm. just flat out just reading. And uh, that's really where you you should try out and check out. And as a, the Switch is host to a crap ton of great ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like the idea of the ones that like uh, like we've had some of I forget what the the genre is called but the the interactive movies that we've we've reviewed a couple of them oh here. yeah like, that's like kind of fun it's almost like that. choose your own adventure kind of thing and so like i think i would really enjoy like a visual novel and that kind of style but just they going, are that though right but some of them are just straight up Somewhat. linear and like that kind of idea i don't think i'd like but the ones that are more choose your own adventure i do think i would i would probably enjoy <laughs> well there's definitely different like even steins gate had some decisions but it was kind of cryptic. It was all done with like texts and you had to like respond the right way to get certain trees. And if you're in order to see like the true ending of that game, you almost really need a guide. But then there are other ones uh, like the Zero Escape and the Rampa, which are visual novels, but also have a bunch of, you know, actual gameplay and and style to it, you know, with the escape rooms or the, the trials, the murder trials, stuff mm. like that are really cool. You, you also have stuff like World End Syndrome, which is on the Switch, and that gives you a choice of what you do every day. Like you, mm. you, you can choose where you go, and wherever you go, you may interact with people or you may miss people. And again, that's another one where you really need a guide if you don't want to run through it 100 times to see everything, but is a really cool story and well mm. worth going through to see, to, you know, see it to the end. And mm. a lot of people who make the visual novels, they have a great story to tell, mm. and they just don't always have the gameplay so they do it in the, you know their own way of doing it and they're worth checking out mm-hmm. like i said like raging loop i did earlier this year i i played that game for four days straight like that's all i did <laughs> i just couldn't put it down it was like a, a fantastic book a fantastic story and it had me thinking and i still recommend it like that is such a great easy to get into visual novel um that's just just pulls you in that's cool that's cool I think of the the ones I don't know uh, if if I will try it or not, but the the Olympia Sorire, yeah, Sorry, however, yeah, you, how you pronounce that, um, that was the one that stood out to me. I think the most because it just like they all look good, but oh my gosh, that one looked absolutely gorgeous. And I don't know how they're able to pull off those kind of visuals on the Nintendo Switch, um, but uh, they need to tell some other companies how to do that. <laughs> For sure. Um, Of course, maybe those are just renderings. Maybe it actually wasn't what we'll see, but uh, but I don't know. I I feel like they'll actually be able to to pull that off. And and that one just comes out next month. So not a whole lot longer that we have to wait for that one. And see, you're talking about reading those comic books. You know, maybe that'd be a good thing. Hey, I'm going on a trip and Mm -hmm. uh, you could do that instead. That's true. It's true. I need to find a whole new genre you like. <laughs> I know. I need to find some uh, some good games like that that I that I could do and uh, can enjoy it because that was one of the things I w- I thought about playing uh, some some uh, Pokemon Unite while I was on the plane and I realized um, no I can't play that online on the plane. So I could have done single player stuff, but that's not fun. I want to play online. So yeah, I <laughs> uh, can't play Rocket League online uh, on the plane. So I I need some stuff like that when I when I go on a next flight so. I, I i recommend raging loop give that okay. one a shot i'll have to check it out 
Uh, yeah, let us know what you guys thought about the All Access event as well. Uh, we would love to know your thoughts in the comments uh, here on YouTube. And uh, yeah, if you have not uh, followed us on social media, that's another way. So maybe you're listening to this podcast uh, and you're like, uh, there are no comments on my podcast app. I can't leave you a comment. You can shoot us something on social media at Nintendo Views, uh, but you can also join our Discord. That's another great way to let us know what your thoughts about anything that we talk about within uh, the podcast, any news or a lot of other different things that come up within the world of video games. All those links are in the show notes and also the YouTube description uh, as well. Uh, let's jump into some quick headlines uh, and uh, kind of hear what some of the other news stories that have been going on in the uh, the gaming world, specifically uh, in the world of Nintendo. Barry, you want to kick us off? Oh, I think you're muted. Oh, yeah. So uh, the uh, Switch reached another milestone. Uh, 89 million units sold. And this now pushes it past the lifetime sales of both the Xbox 360 and the PS3, and it is now number seven in overall console sales. It's, you know, really close to the Wii, the PS1, really close to knocking them off. Just, you know, a few more million and we'll we'll be there. And uh, we'll see how far Nintendo can push this. But either way, this is an incredible feat. And, uh, you know, it's interesting when looking back and thinking how well certain game consoles sold. And then the switch just shatters all these records. Right, right. Uh, yeah, who knows how far it's going to go. Uh, speaking of sales numbers, we have the MPD numbers for July 2021. And uh, guess what? Nintendo's still on top. Uh, it was revealed that uh, the Switch was the best-selling, uh, top-selling hardware in both unit and dollar sales, while PS5 was the top-selling in revenue. Uh I wonder why, because it's like twice as much as a Switch. Um, but uh, yeah, Nintendo's still dominating in terms of units sold and uh, and dollar sales. And um, yeah, comparing it to July 2020, so just a year ago, uh, hardware, hardware sales have increased 98% year over year. So Nintendo is still making lots of money on their hardware and also their games. Uh, we found out the 10, top 10 best-selling games for Switch. Uh, the game that still tops the list is Legend of Zelda, or sorry, not still, this is this is brand new. The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD. I was getting I was getting ready to talk about Breath of Wild because it was on the top for so long. But <laughs> Skyward Sword HD topped uh, the list uh, for July. Uh, Monster Hunter Stories Two. We talked about that one uh, is right up there. Uh, apparently, it's a fantastic game. Maybe it's the it game is. that gets me into uh, Monster Hunter Stories. We'll see. Uh, and then, of course, Mario Kart Eight Deluxe continues to dominate, followed by several other uh, amazing Switch games. The uh, Switch is absolutely killing it. And one of the titles that is most likely going to add onto that list is a little franchise. You might have heard it. It's called Pokemon. And uh, tomorrow, as of the time of this recording, which is tomorrow will be August 18th, if you are listening after the fact, at 9 o'clock in the morning Eastern Time, 6 o'clock in the morning Pacific, we will get a brand new Pokemon Presents. This is going to be around 28 minutes in length. And we will find out brand new information about Pokemon Legends Arceus, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, and Pokemon Shining Pearl. 
I don't know if there's going to be any extra surprises. Probably not, but uh, definitely information on those three titles. Nice, nice. Barry, have you heard of a little game called Fortnite? No, what's that? Never heard of it. Hassan, <laughs> don't kill me. <laughs> well, uh, Fortnite is continuing to evolve their game that was just started out as a Battle Royale FPS. Uh, but now they're uh, taking on Among Us. Uh, because they've added an imposters mode to the game. So you're going to be able to play with, uh, I think it's up to nine other players, so uh, 10-player games in which you're going to, uh, eight of the players are going to defend the bridge and two players will be uh, imposters. And the goal of the, the regular players are to figure out which one are the imposters and eliminate them, while the imposters' uh, goal is to eliminate everybody else. So if you are familiar with games, Games like uh, Mafia or uh, what's the other game? Like Ki- it's not Coyote, it's a, a werewolf. Uh, werewolf. <laughs> you know, one of those, one of those <clears throat> mythical. You know, I guess coyotes are real. Um, <laughs> coyotes are very real. Uh, werewolf or uh, Among Us games like that. Um, that's kind of the style uh, of this game. But uh, you can check out the trailer and a lot more information over there at uh, NintendoFuse.com. Well, uh, Barry, yeah, what do you think about any of those those stories? Um, I mean, I think they're mostly pretty much all fantastic. Uh, looking through, uh, the sales numbers are great. I think I read something like it was the first time since like 1988 that the top 30 games are on the Switch. Mm. Like in terms of sales, like the first time. Oh, oh, it's the first time since 1988 that it's all been on one platform. Oh. Like Nintendo has had it before with like all Game Boy, NES, and Super Nintendo games, um, but I think it's the first time since '88 that all like the top 30 games in terms of sales have been on one platform. Uh, I could be wrong, but that's where I read somewhere. I was like, wow, that's really fantastic. That's not saying they're all exclusives. Like Minecraft is up there and stuff like that, but sure. every game that's there is playable on the Switch, which is phenomenal. Uh, Switch is killing it, and I'll be honest. You see these numbers? This is why there's no Switch Pro. <laughs> this is why we got the OLED instead. Right. <laughs> because there's there's no reason. Why why should they? Yeah. <laughs> Every, yep. This this ship is sailing perfectly fine. Why do we need jet engines on a ship? We're we're fine with wind power. <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's true. Uh, I just it's, think back uh, to uh, to you know a few years ago when uh, you know before the Switch and that was not the case at all. Like I don't think no, any of the top I, games were uh, Nintendo, but. <laughs> No, well, no, no. Couple, but yeah. um, as as for Pokemon Presents, I'm very excited. Can't wait for tomorrow. Uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus looks fantastic. I do hope that the frame rate has been improved. I, but you know, that's my main thing. The graphics to me are fine. I do hope they were improved, but I could, you know, deal with it. Uh, just the fact of an open world Pokemon game is something I've wanted since like 97, 98, whenever it came out. Um, so to me, this is just something that could very well take over my life if it's done properly. Mm-hmm. Um, as for, you know, the Diamond Pearl remakes, uh, I'm still not sure if I'll be playing them, at least right away. Uh, depends on my schedule with whatever else I have uh, going on. It's it's a stacked holiday season for sure. So uh, we'll see. But I'm excited to learn more, see what changes they've done on these in these remakes and, and certainly excited for all the Pokemon fans out there. And uh, I've never played Among Us. I love the concept of Among Us. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's very similar, like you said, to Werewolf, which Raging Loop 
I talked about already. Um, that's Werewolf, by the way. That's a visual novel, Werewolf. Yeah. If you like Werewolf, you'll absolutely love it. Um, and uh, so it's cool to see Fortnite do this. I mean, you know what? Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, right? Sure. <laughs> and and to be honest, like like Among Us was was definitely clearly not the first person or first company to do a game oh, like no. that. Um, no. Like Werewolf and other games like that have been around. That concept's been around for years. So. Uh, so it's not really like they're they're ripping off Among Us. They're really ripping off, uh, you know, real life RPG kind of games that people have been playing for years and years and years. Maybe even before we were born. Maybe I don't, I don't know how far about those back, but uh, <laughs> Jakester says we should play Among Us on the Discord. We should. That that could be really fun because I don't like playing with just random people because that's it's just weird. <laughs> oh yeah, it's way more fun with people you know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I agree, um, with, with you about the, the sales. It's just, it's just crazy. Like, and, and Jake also says like, this is why we don't have Mario Kart nine. Exactly. Yeah. Um, like, cause Mario Kart eight <laughs> deluxe is still selling like crazy and it should because it's, it's awesome. Uh, Jared's also in the chat and says he'd be down for among us and, uh, in there. So, uh, we'll have a game sometime for sure. Um, Pokemon presents. I'm also really excited about Arceus. Um, I don't, yeah, the other, the remakes, mm, whatever, but um, yeah, open world Pokemon. I, I love, I, I've said this before, I love hanging out just in the wild area. Um, so like an open world, like, like sign me up uh, for sure. And uh, we'll see. I mean, I may play Fortnite Imposters. I mean, it's a free game, so might as well just try it out, but we'll see how it goes. But uh, I'm definitely down for Among Us in the, uh, in our Discord uh, for sure. We should try that out sometime. Well, uh, we're going to talk about what we're looking forward to over the next couple of weeks, but just one more reminder, if you haven't subscribed, make sure you do that. If you haven't shared uh, this podcast with other gamers that uh, really enjoy, especially Nintendo, be sure to do that. Um, and if you're on YouTube, hit that like button, hit that uh, bell so you can be alerted every time we post new videos, every time we go live. Uh, we would absolutely love that. And of course, join us on social media and our Discord. Um, yeah, again, uh, that programming note that we will be back uh, on September 7th for our next live uh, recording of our uh, next podcast, episode 236. Um, but uh, so that makes this, I mean, that's three weeks away uh, instead of two weeks away. So well, I'm just going to kind of scroll through the the games that are coming out over the next three weeks and uh, we can we can kind of talk about what we're hoping to uh, to play maybe on that list or maybe uh, other games that are on our backlog. Uh, some of the most notable games um, probably are No More Heroes 3 finally coming out uh, and also Sonic Colors Ultimate, uh, the remake of of that game, uh, is coming out, I think, on September 7th, so the same day as our, as our next podcast. Um, one of your, your new favorite franchises, Sakura, uh, Sakura, ah, I can, I'm done talking, Sakura. <laughs> succubus is uh coming out on august 19th so maybe you'll oh, uh, be able to review uh the fourth the fourth in this in the series uh barry <laughs> maybe i'll see if they send me code <laughs> uh but yeah what do you what are you hoping to play over the next uh three weeks for our next podcast um my main goal is to a finish Neo the world ends with you um b play more <clears throat> shadowverse and hopefully finish shadowverse um those are the main two things pokemon unite i'm still gonna be playing that I uh, got to get heavier back into Final Fantasy 14 as we get closer to Endwalker. Just want to finish and touch up some stuff. And 
we'll see uh, after that if if uh, what what comes out or if I have a little bit of a gaming break or, or what happens because right now there's like so many games going on and, and I'm I'm obviously going to be playing uh, some games for the Playcast as well as uh, games that we might make physical with premium. Who knows? We'll just definitely be uh, be playing some different games and seeing what comes out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just seeing as I'm scrolling this, uh, Spelunky and Spelunky 2 are coming out on August 26th. Um, have you played either of those games? I have not. Those are games that have always like piqued my interest, but that's that's all they keep doing. And so I'm like, oh, <laughs> hmm. maybe one of these days it'll go beyond interest and in actually uh, playing it. I need to see how other people think about those games. So if you've played Spelunky 1 or 2, uh, please let me know in the, the live chat or the, the comments. I would love to know. Um, how those games are so that maybe I'll actually uh, go beyond just uh, peaking interest and, and playing them myself. Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, th- I think Sonic Colors Ultimate, I, th- I love that it's coming to, uh, to Switch, but, um, but I don't know. I played it some on Wii U, but I don't know if I'm actually going to be uh, playing it at all. Um, I don't know the remake. I think it's cool that they have a remake, but I don't know if I'll actually, uh, I don't know, I'll actually get again or not because there's yeah. so many other games. Kitaria Fables looks actually interesting. That I have that pre-ordered physically. It looks really good. And and yeah, Sonic Colors I might give a shot too. I never got to play the original. Yeah, yeah. I do like uh, as well. Um, Big Rumble Boxing uh, Creed Champions is is coming yeah. out. Um, but as well, like I've I've considered that getting that game in uh, in VR instead. Um, cause I'm like, I don't know, that'd be, it'd be such a cool game. Like to have in VR. I, th- I love that it's coming to, to switch, but if I get that game, I think I'm going to get it for Oculus instead. Um, cause it'd be fun to just, to, like, you know, get actually like virtually in, in the ring and, and play. Um, I, I just pulled up my switch cause I actually do have a couple games. I, I remember that I downloaded either that I got, uh, really on sale or or something happened uh and i haven't got to play them yet so um a few of them them maybe some of the ones that you actually recommended i can't remember but retrograde arena um sky children of the light and uh toby the secret mine are three games that i've downloaded like over the summer but i haven't touched them yet so maybe maybe i'll get to play uh one or more of those games over the next couple weeks as well um Let's go to the chat, and it looks like uh, that's uh, Jakester says he's going to finish the story for Xenoblade and going to try out an MMO, uh, play the Shadowverse demo as well. Um, and then uh, I thought someone else was writing, but I don't see it anymore, so maybe they deleted it. Um, but uh, but yeah, what you guys are talking about MMOs. Um, I mean, of course, you play. Final Fantasy XIV, uh, mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, any other game? What other MMOs have you have you played? Or is is fourteen basically like the big one that you've gotten into? Uh, no, I played the first one. I did was, uh, I mean, I could t- I messed around a little bit with Ashron's Call and Ultima Online, but I, the first mm-hmm. one I really got into was a game called Earth and Beyond, which is gone now. It's like a, it was a, a space game where you had like it was it was kind of like. You you were you know a space pilot and you got your own ship and kind of like No More Heroes not mm. No More Heroes uh, No Man's Sky oh, okay. but but like MMO where you get to like join factions and fly together and fight aliens and stuff it was really cool um, but then I got really really heavily into Final Fantasy XI mm. um, and I played that for well over a decade I met my wife there That's where you met your wife, yeah. um, I yeah, that and 
and uh, we we then went to Final Fantasy XIV naturally as as eleven. So it's still it's still going on, but we we kind of waned out of it and went to fourteen. Mm. And fourteen's uh, going stronger than ever now. In fact, there there there's too many people now in fourteen. They're like they're kicking people off servers, and they're they're like having to try to expand, and they just weren't expecting this because like the biggest like WoW streamer like switched over to 14 and took uh, millions upon millions of his followers started playing 14 now and it, and square's like oh my god we don't know what to do uh but yeah and endwalker's coming out and endwalker just looks amazing and and it's one of those that I'll, I'll always like part of me still enjoys what 11 did more than 14 but i think overall for accessibility 14 is like a single player rpg that you can play with friends but you don't necessarily have to <laughs> Nice, nice. Yeah, I thought about, like, I think I've talked about this before, but I tried to get into WoW and realized I was way behind. Um, plus, there were so many updates at the uh, by the time I needed to play. And <laughs> I got one of those discs, um, you know, I, you know, when discs were a thing. Actually, I yeah. was on Walmart the other day, and they still sell PC games on discs. And I thought that was weird. It was like, who still buys them on discs? Um, maybe some people do, <laughs> <laughs> but <I> do. <laughs> of course you do um but uh i bought wow on a disc and it was like five bucks or something like that and there's a bunch of updates and it took for forever because i wasn't on high speed internet and it was it was ridiculous and then i played for like i don't know a couple hours died and had no idea what to do and i gave up uh, so that was that was my wow experience um but i i had some co-workers uh one time that i was really close to getting into uh, one of the Star Wars um, MMOs. Um, oh yeah, I did play Old Republic. I forgot about old, that. Okay, um, that was fun. And then I, right before they made some big change, and made everybody upset. I remember, and I was so glad that I didn't invest in it because I would probably been upset as well. Um, but uh, but yeah, it was one of those games that, like, my coworkers were just constantly talking about it every day. I worked at a at a warehouse at that point, and. And they were talking about it every day and just constantly hearing about it. I finally was like, okay, I think I need to play this game. Clearly, I need to play it. And then, uh, yeah, then they made that change. And uh, so I never I never checked it out. And they, they eventually stopped playing it as well because they were upset with the change. Um, yeah. But uh, it reminds me, uh, I just uh, got to see Free Guy last night. Have you seen Free Guy yet? Oh, no, I haven't yet. Okay. That's, that's like an MMO kind of thing. So uh, I'll just say... Two thumbs up for me. Uh, it, it is one of the best video game based movies that I've seen. Um, and I think it's because it wasn't based on a specific video game. <laughs> like I heard that, that Disney wants to do a sequel already. I think it did well enough. I wouldn't be surprised. It did really, really well. Um, and I've heard nothing but like, and that was the thing. Like I was holding back because I was like, I don't know if this is going to be good or not. And everybody I was hearing from said they loved it. And so, yeah. My wife and I went to the movies last night and yeah, it was, it was good. It was, it was funny. It was charming. Uh, lots of video game references throughout it. Um, and not, I wouldn't say it wasn't like, it's like, like every time you turn around, you're saying, Oh, that's from that. That's from that. That's from that. But it's more like references and tropes that are like, if you're a gamer, you're picking up on a lot of this stuff, especially MMOs and things like that. You're like, Oh yeah, I get what they're talking about. Cause I'm familiar with all these things. Um, but there are, there are moments in it where you're like, ah, that's funny. That's funny because they're calling out specific things and you see like 
you know, cameos from actual like gaming streamers and stuff like that that are in the game uh, or in the movie, which is kind of cool. But, uh, that are in the game. but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're well, I guess they're kind of both, but um, but yeah, I won't spoil anything or uh, but I'll just say, um, yeah, check out uh, free free guy or free free game, free gay, free guy. Um, sorry, there's a reason <laughs> why I'm so confused because the name of the game in the movie is free something and and then there's other games that they talk about that are also called free something and then the movie is called free guy so that's why i'm confused uh, <laughs> so what's the name of the movie but uh yeah it's pretty good though so i recommend that um not a nintendo thing but uh there are some oh, yeah. cool references in there and uh i'll just say um it's cool that uh, disney now owns it because uh, some of those things they reference are definitely from disney uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I also wonder if they were there in the beginning or if they uh put those in later after they bought it i don't know who knows yeah. you have to probably like get the blu-ray and get the commentary yeah yeah well uh barry it's been awesome to talk games with you again we missed greg of course uh but uh, as far as we know greg will be back next episode so if you all <laughs> miss greg uh he should be back so. again and you can always talk to him in our discord channel uh server so uh, make sure you do follow us on social media make sure you follow us on uh twitter instagram facebook at nintendo fuse also join our discord uh and maybe jump in the next among us game that we play that'd be cool as well again all those links are in the show notes uh barry where can people find you and and see all the other stuff that you're doing because you're on like seven different podcasts now and and <laughs> i don't know all these other things making games and like just staying busy yeah. and all these different things thank very busy uh so you can find me on twitter of course at hawk hellfire where i love to talk video games uh you could always find me at the nintendo fuse discord as well always always willing to chat there uh, you could also catch me on the Switch Mania Playcast. We usually record every Thursday. Uh, those will usually go up Thursday night or Friday morning. Uh, so definitely check that out. I'll also be doing a special guest on the Dragon Cast, which is going to be at least recording this Saturday at 9 o'clock. Uh, I don't know if it's like a live thing or if it's going to be put out Saturday or when it's actually going to air. But uh, that is that is something I'm, I'll be doing as a guest. Uh, and of course, premiumeditiongames.com. Please support us. We still have some Series 1 titles left. We have less than 100 Super Blood Hockeys in stock. It is, it is going quickly. That game is awesome. Definitely check it out. Uh, we also have uh, Deluxes for Pigeon Dev shipping shortly as well. So for all those that did get that. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much where you can find me. That's cool. That's cool. Um, and, uh, you've got a, is, do you get another gaming event coming up? When, when does that happen? When you're like play more games or something like what's it called? Uh, too many games. Too many games. That's in October. Yes. Okay. October. Okay. So you still got time for that one. So that's cool. Uh, speaking of gaming events, uh, if you checked out play NYC, especially for those of you that got tickets, uh, from our giveaway, uh, number one, we want to thank play crafting again and Dan Butchko over there. Uh, be sure to check out, uh, Barry's interview with Dan. We did it a couple months ago. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you got to get over to play NYC and, uh, 
uh, either did it online or, or actually got there in person. We would love to know, uh, yeah, what you thought about the the show and what happened and what games you got to play and who you get to connect with and just your overall experience. So you can either leave those in the comments here on YouTube or let us know in our Discord or, of course, social media. Just let us know uh, how it was going. Make sure you uh, tag Playcrafting and Dan Butchko as well and uh, give them giving some praise as well for that event. Uh, again, we thank them so much for, for that giveaway. Um, it's been, it's been cool to do the last several years of some, some pretty awesome giveaways and he just keeps, uh, giving us more every, every year. <laughs> uh, so it's a cool, uh, friendship that we've been able to, uh, to strike up with him over the years. Um, yeah, pretty much for me, uh, you can follow me, uh, at Steve Cullum on Twitter and pretty much all the other social medias as well. Uh, I talked about my TikTok. If you do want to follow me, it's at Steve Cullum 12, uh, on TikTok and you can see my other, uh, crazy videos of my, my Lego mini figs that I'll be probably be posting on there. Um, cause I got some more, more that are like Ninja Turtles and, uh, some of the, the Avengers and stuff like that. And who knows? <laughs> what I'll keep adding uh, on that over there. Um, but uh, yeah, you can follow me all on there. And of course, connect with all of us on Discord uh, as well. Um, we absolutely love keeping the conversation going there. But uh, yeah, that brings us to the end of episode 235. We'll be back for our next live recording on September 7th. Uh, but until then, happy gaming, everybody. Have a good one, guys. <laughs> <laughs>